why emotional and physical pain are more similar than you think. You're listening to Psychology in 10 Minutes. I'm David B. Feldman. Have you ever felt so sad that your stomach hurt, or so anxious that it felt like your chest would explode? It's a common experience. Many of us have, at some point, felt emotional pain almost as if it were physical pain. Previously, this relationship was thought to be more metaphorical than real. But new science is showing that the way the brain processes emotional distress, particularly when it's related to a social situation, may not be so different from how it processes physical pain. Imagine if, someday, you could take a pill that would help with loneliness as readily as Tylenol helps with a headache. Well, we might be closer to that than you think. Over the past couple decades, brain scanning technologies, like Functional Magnetic Resonance Imaging, or fMRI for short, have allowed scientists to take higher and higher resolution live recordings of the brain as it processes experiences. These reveal that certain brain regions, especially the anterior cingulate cortex, an arch-shaped structure located in the frontal lobes, which is active during experiences of physical pain, also lights up when we experience emotional distress. In one landmark experiment appearing in the journal Science, for instance, investigator Naomi Eisenberg and her colleagues placed participants into fMRI scanners and asked them to play a video game called Cyberball, which is similar to Pong, in which they were tossing a ball back and forth with two other players, whom they were led to believe were participants like themselves. In reality, there were no other participants. These players were being simulated by a computer, which was programmed to eventually stop tossing the ball to the real participant altogether, instead just tossing it back and forth between the two other quote-unquote players. I know this may seem hard to believe, but as a result of this relatively sudden social exclusion, participants reported actually feeling emotional distress. And this is precisely when the anterior cingulate cortex lit up. Aside from being just plain fascinating, the realization that physical and emotional pain may share common circuits in the brain has also led to unexpected therapeutic insights. Recent studies have shown that the pain reliever acetaminophen often known outside the U.S. as paracetamol or by its original brand name, Tylenol, might also mitigate emotional pain. This was first tested empirically in a pair of experiments by C. Nathan DeWall and his colleagues in 2010. In their first study, they asked a random half of participants to take two 500-milligram doses of acetaminophen a day for three weeks. Other participants took an inactive pill placebo. During this same period, participants also completed questionnaires each evening about the emotions they encountered that day. Beginning about halfway through the three weeks, those taking the acetaminophen started reporting statistically significantly fewer hurt feelings on average than those taking the placebo. Next, DeWall and colleagues redid the cyberball study mentioned earlier, finding that acetaminophen 
lessened neural activity in the pain processing regions of the brain. Weirdly, however, participants who took the acetaminophen in this second study didn't necessarily report lower negative emotions than those who took the placebo. It should be said, however, that the exact mechanisms here remain the subject of ongoing research, and the results are somewhat mixed, as you just heard. There's even some research suggesting that acetaminophen can blunt positive as well as negative emotions. Frankly, a lot more studies need to be done before any of us should even think about taking acetaminophen to treat emotional pain, particularly given that the drug can have potentially damaging side effects on the liver. So please don't go out and buy a big bottle of Tylenol. There are much better and healthier ways of coping with negative feelings, including things like psychotherapy, existing FDA-approved medications for mental health, and techniques like relaxation training and mindfulness meditation, among many others. Nonetheless, to me, the implications of this research are important in a more basic sense. If similar circuits process both emotional and physical distress, this suggests that our brain doesn't sharply distinguish between the emotional trauma of, say, the breaking up of a serious relationship and the physical trauma of enduring an injury. Of course, these events are different in many other ways, no question. But still, they may share some real effects on the brain. And this shows us how important it is to treat mental health issues with the same seriousness as physical ailments. The research serves as a poignant reminder that pain, whether emotional or physical, is an integral part of the human experience and deserves good care. So, next time you experience a breakup and feel like you just received a punch to the gut, know that the pain you're feeling is very real, every bit as real as a physical injury. Though this may not magically make things easier, it just might encourage all of us to be a little kinder to ourselves and each other. In some ways, that could be better than any pill. And that was Psychology in 10 Minutes. Thank you to our newest Patreon patrons, Natalia C. and James Blanken. I could not do it without you. Thank you also to D. Suarez for buying me a coffee. If you appreciate what I'm doing here, you too can buy me a coffee. And trust me, I drink a lot of coffee while making this show. Just visit buymeacoffee.com slash psychology in 10 minutes. And rest assured, you'll be providing the necessary caffeine to power the next episode.